T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two. Here we go. Sports Daily. We got Dan Israel coming up a little later in the hour. He is uh, tied up in some meetings. I wonder, Tommy, if that has anything to do with what the Chiefs are going to do on Sunday. We've got Hurricane Ian uh, on its way. It's a little too far out, I think, to make definitive plans because these things can change. The tracks can change. You know, if it's a factor on Sunday... It may be too far out yet to make those. The problem for the NFL is going to be that this is a primetime game. So, you know, if they make a shift to another game, that part of it will probably have to happen pretty early, right? Like, we'll need we'll need advance notice on that because they're going to have to— if they want to move a different game into Sunday Night Football, which to me makes the most sense, then they got to do that soon. I think reacting to it and having to try to play a game on a Monday or a Tuesday on NBC, like it gets a little trickier. It seems simpler to me just to to move a different game there. And then you have a whole lot more flexibility with that game. Should something need to change? It might be simpler, but I, I mean, I don't think that's the best decision for the NFL. I mean, they, well, they, no, because they, they want Mahomes and Brady in prime time. Right. I mean, they, they set this, you know, long before the season starts. So I would imagine that both teams, the NFL, NBC, I mean, everybody involved in it they're I, I would imagine they're going to try to find a way to make it happen in prime time one way or another. If it's got to be in a different location, that's that's what they probably need to do. I mean, I, you know, looking at the rest of the schedule for the NFL this coming week, I mean, I think Chiefs Bucks, I mean, that's got to be the most marquee matchup. 
Yeah, I think it is. And I haven't, let's look at the schedule here and see if there's other games. But, you know, you've got to consider, if you're NBC, would you rather potentially have the game on a Tuesday night or have a different game on Sunday night? You know what I mean? Um, and that, you know, the Bucks and the Chiefs obviously don't want to play on a Tuesday. They want to play on a Sunday. Just so Dolphins-Bengals is, Dolphins-Bengals is a great matchup. That's on Thursday. Uh, which yep. would you prefer? Playing, playing if you're if you're NBC because we know the Chiefs and Bucks would rather play Sunday. But if you're NBC, would you rather have that game on a on a weeknight or get a different game on a on a Sunday night? <laughs> I don't know. Probably a different game in primetime on a Sunday night. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I going so through too. the going through the the list. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe right now the Jaguars and the Eagles that looks to be probably the best matchup in the NFL in Week Four. Totally, outside of and you've got the Bill, Chiefs and Bills Buccaneers. Ravens. Bills yeah. Ravens is in there, right? Uh, you can always put the Cowboys in prime time. Commanders are something, but, you know, that's never a bad bet. Kyler and Baker Mayfield are playing. That's got appeal. Broncos, Raiders, which, you know, two desperate teams. Uh, Patriots, Packers is probably okay. Um, I mean, that's it. Those are your choices, probably, of games that could potentially do it, I think. But then, don't be you got it? I mean, you. Jags, Eagles, you know the, or Bills, Ravens would be fantastic. You know the world of of television much more than I do. Um, it's probably not that easy, right? Because you've got to you've got to be able to take it from another network and move it to NBC in primetime. I would imagine, you know, whatever network is, whether it's CBS or Fox, carrying these games might might not want to. You know, maybe they I know don't CBS lose the Jaguars has the so CBS has the two I think that would be the most appealing, which are the Bills Ravens and the Jags Eagles. Those are both CBS games. CBS would very gladly take on Bucks not uh, Bucks Chiefs, I would assume. So you know, is there a swap possibility there? I think there probably is, right? Like you could, you know, if if you're CBS, you would definitely swap Bucks Chiefs for probably anything. And if you're NBC, I think you're getting good games. If you're NBC, I think your top choice would be Bills Ravens, right? You'd want Bills Ravens, Lamar, Josh Allen. Jags Eagles is a nice consolation prize, but nationally, Bills Ravens has more appeal. You and I, and I think diehard NFL fans, would love to see Jags-Eagles, right? After what the Jaguars are doing and Trevor Lawrence and all those things, and the Jags are never in primetime like that. Yeah, when was the last time the Jags were on Sunday Night Football? I'd love to know that. It's been years. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe the Blake Bortles season, but that team sort of surprised people, so probably not even then. I mean, it's probably been a long time, right? We're used to seeing the Jags playing in England on you know Sunday morning football, <laughs> which, by the way, we get our first England game. Uh, eight thirty Sunday morning Viking Saints, pretty good one. Uh, it, you know that's not a that's not a dud game at all. So that'll be uh, you know I'm I'm sort of excited about that. I, I kind of like the England games. I kind of like the eight thirty starts. But you know I I don't know what's going to happen here. We'll ask Dan Israel. Well you know we'll lay it all because he'll have a great perspective because he's got to be a part of those planning things too. As the Chiefs radio network is a big part of whatever happens. So we'll get the very latest. But that's where Dan is now. And uh, and he asked if we could push a little bit. And, of course, we'll do that. But that should be coming up, we think, later in this hour. But we'll accommodate what Dan Israel needs and get you the very latest on that. Yeah, there, there's uh, there, there's enough options there. I think, I think any of those options are good for the NFL. I think, you know, if you're being fair to the Chiefs and Bucks, you'll do whatever you can to help them play their game on Sunday. If they move it to Miami or whatever they need to do, 
course, you don't want to do that to Bucks fans, but you know, there's not going to be a lot of people in town anyway because they're doing mandatory evacuations and stuff like that. I mean, you know, Tampa's already practicing in Miami. Is Miami at home this week? No, well, they play on Thursday, so who cares? So that makes a lot of sense. Um, you could go up and play. Well, I don't know if Jacksonville's Jacksonville in the path. I don't know if Jacksonville's in the path. I need a Florida geography lesson. Uh, but Miami's not, apparently. So go down there, play it on a Sunday afternoon. Or, yeah, no, I, I think that's the best option. We'll see. It, it, again, it's too far out. But I, I, I just feel like if you're the NFL, you have plan A and plan B, and you just go to either. But in order to do that, you have to have CBS and NBC work together. And that's probably the most difficult part of the equation, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. And, and ultimately, I think it's going to come down to you know, I, I've seen these different reports that there are neutral sites in the Midwest that they could potentially move the Chiefs and the Bucks to. I've heard Minnesota could be a possibility. Um, it, you know, it looks like Miami is not on the table, uh, even though that's where the Bucks are practicing this week. Um, but even and they're playing on Thursday night, but it doesn't sound like that's on the table for the game to be moved to Miami. So it would more than likely be a neutral site in the Midwest. Um, I feel like if you could pull the trigger on this, and again, we'll talk to Dan Israel about this later on in the hour, but if you could pull the trigger on this like sooner rather than later, move it to a neutral site, the teams are going to get there, and then you could easily move the broadcast crew to that new yeah. location too yeah. and not have to change any of the schedules, not have to change any of the TV windows. And, uh, you know, if, if we knew tomorrow, by the way, you know, like that that's the day. Hey, by the way, uh, Sunday Night Football is going to be in Minnesota. I think you could make that happen, uh, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, they don't want, you don't want Sunday Night Football with an empty stadium and all that kind of stuff either. There, there's a lot of pieces to it. Um, I don't know what the best option is. I, I definitely think that's the simplest option, for sure. But I don't know if it's the best option for all parties. I just don't know, because you don't, you don't get... Tampa doesn't want to lose those tickets, but again, how many people are going to be able to go if this thing does hit anyway, right? Or, you know, if everybody's leaving town now. It, it, it is one of those things. We'll adjust to it. I, I think it'll be fine. And I, you're not going to hear teams complain about this either. At least I hope you're not. Like, they're just going to deal with it, as they should. They're used yeah. to dealing with things. My goodness, do you remember uh, the COVID years? Like, they'll be fine. They'll adjust. <laughs> it'll be fine. I know it affects Chiefs fans, and we're paying close attention to it. We'll get some more clarity. Uh, let's come back. Let's, let's get a, an early look ahead to the college football week as it pertains to Kansas and Kansas State. That's where we'll go next. We're uh, waiting on Dan Israel to get out of some of those meetings. We'll track him down later in the hour. Congratulations, by the way, to Bart in Wichita. Bart from Wichita is the winner of our four-pack of movie tickets, four-pack of Wichita Thunder home opener tickets, and iced tea cards from HTO. So congratulations to Bart. We'll continue. I think we got another one of those tomorrow, so stay tuned. If you didn't get it today, you'll have another chance tomorrow. Your calls, 869-1240. We'll talk a little college football when we come back. All right, Tommy's been working some crack research on the Jaguars in primetime. What you find out, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville has played the fewest number of games 
on Sunday Night Football since it started back in 2006. Two games. They have a one-and-one record. Uh, that's not them in primetime in general. That's just you know Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. Uh, right. But one-and-one one in two games total. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see them in the Eagles. If you have to have a different game rather than the Chiefs and the Bucks due to the hurricane, uh, it'd be fun to see the Jags and the Eagles in primetime. Would you rather see Jags, Eagles, or Bills, Ravens? I think, you know, I think the entertainment of the game, you want to see Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. But, again, due to the fact that Jacksonville's only played in two Sunday night football games, I might give that the nod. I think that'd be, that'd be cool I, to I, watch. From an interest perspective, I think I agree with you because I, I just I, I'm intrigued by both of those teams and their starts. I think I agree. But, yeah, Allen Jackson would be Allen Jackson. Heck, yeah. Uh, would be fantastic <laughs> on, uh, on in the in the window, but I, I would also suspect CBS doesn't want to give that one up. Uh, okay, college football week, very 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 early look. Let's just kind of focus on the Big Twelve here uh, because we're in Big Twelve play now, and there are some really intriguing matchups. Oklahoma falls to eighteen in the rankings. They got to go. You know, they get to follow that up with a trip to TCU, and TCU looks better than people thought. I think TCU's look pretty good. Uh, I've seen them just, you know, in bits and pieces throughout the year. You've got Oklahoma State as road underdogs going to Baylor. That's a battle of number nine, Oklahoma State, number 16, Baylor. That is a massive game in the early Big 12 slate. A lot of people pick those one of those two teams to win the league. Baylor's favored by two and a half there. West Virginia goes to Texas. Uh, that, to me, is the least interesting game of the you know, the week in the Big 12. And then the two we care about. Tech visits Kansas State. That line's moving around a little bit. Looks like it's moving toward Kansas State in favor of. Uh, that's an 11 a.m. kick. And then Iowa State is a road favorite in Lawrence against Kansas, Tommy. 2.30 kick, and here we go again with another opportunity to get the money line with the Jayhawks which I'm excited about, been very fruitful this year. But they're three-and-a-half-point dogs against Iowa State. Man, Vegas loves Iowa State. I don't know what it is. We saw an opportunity with Baylor as a dog last week in Ames. This week now, let's start with the Jayhawks. This week, the Kansas Jayhawks, with a win, will move into the top 25. They're basically number 26 right now, which I'm fine with. Look, give them a chip on the shoulder, do all those things. I, I... I don't disagree. I have no issue with them being at 26, basically. Would we feel better if that number was in front of their name? I suppose. It, it's cool to be ranked. But here they are as home dogs, and I'm pretty surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah, my only issue with the the fact that they're not ranked in the AP poll is I think if you take their resume and you match it up against a handful of other teams that are in the top 25, but you take away the conference they play in, you take away the, the name on the jersey, and, and the Jayhawks would be ranked. That, that's my only issue with it. Um, but I, I understand that the way that the program has been for the last decade, like you've got to prove it a little bit more. Like you've got to ultimately like over convince the voters that you deserve to be in the top 25. I think a win against Iowa State will do it. And the fact that they're at home, I mean, you have to imagine we're going to be looking at more than likely another sellout in Lawrence this weekend. Um, and, you well, know, I, so. I, I get that. coming, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I get that Vegas really likes Iowa State. And, you know, Matt Campbell has done good things with that Cyclone program. They're three and one. They're no slouch. Um, but man, I sure like the money line in this. Um, the, the fact that they're 
They're again not giving Kansas the credit of playing at home. They're 4-0. They're right outside the top 25. Uh, I love that money line. I, I, I would imagine it moves toward Kansas. It's stayed at 3.5 so far. And maybe there's a lot of betters that are just waiting for things to crumble that aren't following Kansas quite as closely as we are. But what's what's been so fun about Kansas to me is it seems sustainable. I think and and I think it's really for anybody that's been watching them. The offense seems sustainable, right? Like will it be as explosive? Maybe not, but you're seeing like what we're seeing out of that offense is like NFL level scheming that is getting guys so wide open like they're they are running guys so wide open and then of course the aspect of Jalen Daniels and what he's able to do those are sustainable things I don't know what will happen defensively I don't know if you know mistakes bite them in the butt I don't all all of those things are unpredictable but I predict they'll keep themselves in games because they can score at such a high clip Um, but I love it I love that they got a national window again Everything that's happening there is so much fun because it's been so long. And, yeah, yeah they can beat Iowa State. You kidding? Of course they can beat Iowa State. Will they? I mean, I, I won't be stunned if Iowa State beats them. But I, I, I will predict right now that I think Kansas is going to win that football game. Yeah, the, there's a reason why uh, Vegas is having that line shrink on Jalen Daniels winning the Heisman because it is sustainable. What he's doing is not a fluke. We've seen it consistently through the first four games. That line moved from what, like a hundred to one to thirty-three to one. The the odds on him winning the Heisman. Um, I, I think I, I saw that somebody on BetMGM bet twenty-five grand yep. on uh, Jalen to win the Heisman at thirty-three to one odds. That's going to net him like eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars if that ends up you know happening. Um, clearly, Vegas is seeing this Jalen Daniels uh, season that he's having so far continuing and, and it being sustained. Last year did not go well for Kansas against Iowa State, of course, but it's at home, and, and I don't, I really don't take anything from last year with this year's Jayhawks. Just totally different. Uh, some of the pieces are the same. I want to bring this point up before we shift to Kansas State completely, and we'll have more on the Wildcats and the Jayhawks this week. I have been, and it's you know been before you joined us here on Sports Daily, I've been a, an advocate, Tommy, for a long time of any opportunity to pay players, NIL, whatever it is, I'm for it, right? Like I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat, it, it's, it's less on an island these days, but for a long time I've advocated for compensation for players. Okay, one of the big arguments against that from people has always been it's going to separate the playing field too much between the college football juggernauts and everybody else. My argument has always been, no, it'll do the opposite, because now what you're going to do is provide you know, the guys that might choose to go be a third string at Alabama to come be a starter in the state of Kansas and make money as a starter, that you're about to see more. Now, the transfer portal has added to that as well. But look at what's happened since we've had the NIL. I know that the NIL has been a part of why Kansas State put together one of its best recruiting classes for the upcoming year that they've had you know, ever the transfers coming into Kansas, all these things happening. And here we go. It doesn't separate the playing field. It evens the playing field when you give players an opportunity to go earn, because now being a starter and playing 
matters significantly more than it used to. I don't disagree with that at all. And I, I think that's something that as we're looking at this 4-0 start for Kansas, that really is not being talked about enough is the way that, that Leipold and his staff utilize the transfer portal. I mean, look at yes. even the offense and the running backs. I mean, they've got a really deep running back room, but Savion Morrison and Kai Thomas, you know, they, they came from Nebraska and Minnesota respectively. Um, and, and, you know, are, they're getting playing time and they're contributing to this offense. Uh, there, there have been transfers coming in from Buffalo where Leipold was before. Um, they got a, a guy, um, Lonnie Phelps, who has been a huge contributor defensively for Kansas. He played in 20, uh, 29 career games in three years at Miami of Ohio and transferred in. And he's been a big impact player for the Jayhawks out of the transfer portal. So I think that the more that Kansas and, and these other teams contribute to the transfer portal and contribute to getting these these players to come in and have an immediate impact on the program, it absolutely will help the trajectory of both Kansas and Kansas State. Yeah, it doesn't hurt them. It's not going to make them lose ground to anybody. Adrian Martinez, the Big 12 Player of the Week, who answered a lot of questions. And again, we're going to talk a lot of Cats football this week. But Adrian Martinez is a transfer. He made Kansas State, with who has a really good roster otherwise, it helps him bridge the gap in a year where they're trying to get to Avery Johnson, right? Yep. It Remember was going to be a lost year without yeah. NIL opportunities and transfer portal and all this stuff. Remember when transfers were bad? Like, we, we thought of them as, oh, they didn't make it at their old school. Are they going to make it with us? Like, it was a negative. It's not a negative anymore. We just have to change what college athletics is a little bit. And it's been more apparent in basketball, but it's there in football. Look at USC with Lincoln Riley taking a bunch of his best players. Like, it, it works both directions, right? Like, you get it both ways, but... One way or the other, more players are going to have more opportunities, and that makes more teams better. And it helps teams recruit immensely because it, it evens the playing field at what's being offered and now what can be offered, you know, not under the table, but right out there in the open. It's a new landscape, but I do think it's benefiting both Kansas and Kansas State immensely, and I think we're seeing the early returns on that this year right now. And it's not just them either by the way it's texas tech who's out to a good start it's tcu it's everybody right it's it's just a part of it but i like it i think the early returns are good and uh and and i think it's a long time coming that's a great topic as we move forward we're gonna see where dan israel's at with his meetings get the latest on the chiefs and their scheduling issues as well as what we saw in indianapolis chugging right along on a tuesday edition of sports daily all brockton caster we'll be right back Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg of your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. All right, let's bring in Dan. Dan's been in meetings all day. I suspect maybe some of that, Dan, has to do with a scheduling dilemma here with uh, Hurricane Ian making its way toward the Florida Gulf Coast there. Tampa squarely in the mix to potentially get hit. We hope everybody stays safe and can get out of there, but this is going to affect the Chiefs in primetime football this week. What's the latest? Yeah, very well could be. I mean, I think it'll uh, we'll know probably more in the next two days just how, you know, if this hurricane hits the Tampa straight on, there's definitely going to be some... Uh, you know, residual over the weekend. It's likely they could move it. They, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't want to move it. It's a sellout. They they want the Mahomes, Brady at home, right? You know, there's they, the last thing they want to do is lose this football game, but they may not have a choice. So we'll see. It's a possibility they could go to uh, New Orleans. Possibility they could go to Miami. There's a possibility they could go to New England. Uh, they the Buccaneers are considering, you know, trying to keep this a home game. In a home team advantage, right, by taking it to New England. That would be very interesting. But I think the most likely plot spot right now they're talking 
is Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. So a lot of different contingency plans going on there and a lot in the mix. You know, you're talking about planes and crews. you got to get television crews where they need to be. There's seven, eight semi-trucks of television equipment to broadcast an NFL game. So you've got to be able to get it from where it's at now to where it needs to be. And there's just so much, so many uh, variables here. Dan, does this change preparation for Kansas City at all? the unknown of where they're going, or is it business as usual until the team knows where they're going and then they get on the plane and they go wherever they need to be going? Yeah, I think from a players and coaches standpoint, it's going to be business as usual for us. I can't say that about the Buccaneers because they they've had to relocate their practices to Miami and, and guys, you know, as well as I do, you can take the players down to Miami and practice where it's safe, but they're still going to have concerns for their, for their families that are back in Tampa Bay and for their for their property. You know, I mean, this is a major, I think the hurricane's up to category three already expected to maybe get to four. So a lot of concern for the bucks, but I think for the players and coaches here in Kansas city, I don't think it changes much. Of course, the traveling secretary has got his plate full. I'm sure but there's there. You got to find a hotel that can hold, you know, a hundred you, you figure a normal hotel might have 150, 200 rooms and you want 125 of those. There aren't a lot of hotels sitting around with that kind of vacancy. So a little bit for the uh, traveling secretary, a little bit of work for him, but I think players and coaches, it's pretty much business as usual. Well, and it, I mean, now you've got a lot of people getting out of Tampa. So those hotels in the surrounding areas are going to be, uh, right. they're going to be full anyway. Um, all right, Dan, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our, you know, our eye and our ears to that situation. The other troublesome situation is what happened in Indianapolis. I I want to get to the woes of the game, but I think the biggest headline uh, taker of concern potentially, and it's one to jump into right at the top, is what happened at halftime there. A uh, little bit of a disagreement between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy, very out of character seemingly for Patrick Mahomes, and it sort of reopens some potential wounds of you know, <laughs> things that were talked about in the off season. You're close to things. What's the vibe you get there with that relationship and, and how it is now, how it's been, and how it is moving forward? Well, both these guys are pretty fiery guys. I mean, you know, they, they both get emotional about the game. I think for Mahomes, he wanted a chance, you know, and I, I get that and I, and I respect that and I appreciate that. But I think Coach Reed, Coach Bienemy, what they saw was Mahomes get put on his back on the third down play or on the second down play. And I think they thought for third down, these guys are going to bring an all out blitz. They're going to get to Mahomes. Something could happen to Mahomes. And what's Mahomes going to do? Is he going to complete a pass to get the team just inside the field goal range of Matt Amendola? And then Matt's going to miss a kick. They just didn't have enough confidence in their kicker. And I don't think they wanted to expose their half billion dollar quarterback in a situation where it probably wasn't going to make a difference anyway. It really goes to speak, in my opinion, more to the lack of confidence they had in Amendola than it has anything else. But I think, you know, Mahomes has wanted to play. And I think, you know, probably if you look back on it, it was the safer thing to do. Certainly when you look at the score, you question it, right? Because three points would have made a difference. But I think at the time it was the, the right decision, right call. Dan, I, I'm, I'm, you know, usually a, a glass half full guy. Uh, that's just kind of the way I live my life. And, and so there's a lot of things with this game that were not good and that I know we're, we're talking about and we'll continue to talk about. But one thing that I thought was pretty positive, I thought Steve Spagnuolo called a great game. I thought defensively 
the team played really, really well despite not having Willie Gay. I thought Darius Harris had a great game. Nick Bolton looked really good also. What was your takeaway defensively from Kansas City? I agree with you completely. You know, I felt like, you know, they held them pretty well in check till that last drive. And, you know, I mean, even even letting a team score 20 with our offense, that should be enough defense to win. And, and really that, you know, there, there was just the stupidity with the Chris Jones issue and, and they kind of kept them. You could literally, I don't know if you could sense it on television, but certainly in Indianapolis, I could sense us feeding the energy to the Colts. The, the, every mistake we made, Matt Ryan got more and more intent and, and they got more fired up and charged up. It's like we just kept giving them energy and momentum. And, and so at the end of that game, it certainly kind of unraveled on the defense. But I think up until then, they had a great outing. And just what you said, we didn't miss Willie Gay Jr. near as much as I anticipated that we might. I felt like we had some good pressure. It was just unfortunate with the Chris Jones deal. And, and you know, from my standpoint, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I, I can tell you that I think it's odd that we're in a league that now will throw a flag on words. I think that's a bit strange. But I also know that Chris Jones is mature enough. He's a veteran enough individual to know you can't do that. And you certainly can't do it in front of a referee. You know, it just – you put your team in a bad situation. And so I don't know what he said. He wouldn't – he says he doesn't remember what he said. I'm sure he – I'm sure he knows, but I just feel like it was one of those situations where it's the ref kind of took that moment to make an example of it, and I, I don't think they should have. I don't think you should take the, a moment like that to turn a game around. You want to find Chris $15,000 after the fact? Do it. Find him $20,000 if you think it was that egregious. I, I, to me, turning the game over like that was an odd thing to happen over what somebody said. I'm sure Matt Ryan has heard worse. And so yeah. it just felt like an, an odd moment. But you can't do it, right? I mean, that's that's the reality. You can't make that mistake. And, and, he, and, he, was, and, he, and he sort of laid on top of him, which I noticed even before they got up and were barking. I was like, what is he doing? Get off the quarterback. You can't touch a quarterback in this league. I, it just – it was to me, it was a series of uncharacteristic and, and bad decisions by Jones. All of those things, though, Dan – Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joining us on Sports Daily. All of those things seem correctable, right? Special teams mistakes aren't something that I would worry about long-term for the Chiefs. Uh, Chris Jones making a mental mistake that he almost never does. D D Pat Travis Kelsey dropping a pass in the end zone that he would normally catch. Those are all correctable, weird week in the NFL, not that big a deal type things to me. What is becoming a big deal to me, though, Dan is their inability to push the ball down the field. We can call that the Tyree Kill thing if you want to. I, I honestly think it was sort of an issue at times last year when Tyree Kill was there. But this offense, if it can't get it down the field, like we're, we're just seeing it sort of spin its tires a little bit to me. And I don't know what the fix is. If it's not Sky Moore, what could be the fix with the roster in place to get to open things up just a little bit? Well, to your point, and I agree, you know, it's uncharacteristic to have that many mistakes in a single game. And when you do, almost no matter how you play, it's going to be difficult to win a football game. But I do think that we, <clears throat> I think to some degree, we exposed ourselves a little bit that speed 
is effective. And Orlando Brown Jr. is going to have to figure out how to compensate. He was too slow in that game. And so they've got to have an offense that can handle the speed of a defense because, frankly, that's what they're going to see out of the Bucks. We all remember Devin White in Super Bowl 55. I mean, it's still too soon to talk about that. If you ask me, 45 was MVP of Super Bowl 55, not Tom Brady. But the speed of a defense, and, and, and same with their special teams, they have the fastest special teams. The Colts have the fastest special teams in the National Football League. They have three guys with sub-4-3 speed. And that's very unusual. And you saw how effective it is. And it, and it rattled Sky Moore multiple times, all day long, really, right? But I think the other thing that the Chiefs' offense really needs to be concerned with is they're right now extremely ineffective at third and short. And that's odd. That should be something that we would be uh, more effective. In fact, last year, we were one of the most effective teams at third and short. This year, we're one of the least effective teams. And that's a problem because you've got to move those change. And it's somewhat surprising to me as well because that really is where Isaiah Pacheco should be extraordinary. He's 20 pounds heavier than Hilaire. And he, in my opinion, when you're asking two yards, that's the kind of uh, uh, situation he's built for. So I think the Chiefs are going to have to adapt their, their play calling a little bit here. The offensive line is going to have to figure out how to get back to that team that can rush block, and they've got to be able to convert on third down. That's just all there is to it. You've got to move the chains. Dan, to your point, I mean, you look at the running game last week for Kansas City. Edwards Elaire, seven attempts, no yards, one touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco carried the ball three times, nine yards. Jarek McKinnon got the most amount of carries, but he averaged less than three yards you know, each, each time he had the ball. What need, I mean, I know you mentioned the offensive line play, but is there anything else offensively that Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy can do to maybe get these guys a little bit more success in running the football? You know, I, I think one of the things you can do with, you know, to counter speed is, is screens and draws. You know, if you, get, if you get these guys using their speed to come after the quarterback, it makes it hard to then change directions and recover. And so speeds and draw plays, I think definitely, you know, misdirection plays, all of that helps. But, you know, you've got to find a way quickly. I mean, I felt like we failed to adjust at halftime to their speed. Now, again, the game wasn't out of hand at halftime. So, I, I mean, I don't want to say sometimes you can abandon your game plan too early, right? But I, I just didn't see, you know, we had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was, was clipping it I think 7.7 yards a carry prior to coming into that game to see him shut down to nothing just goes to show it has to be more than just one facet of play calling that, that was at issue there. Was it Clyde? You know, I, there were a couple of times it felt like guys were waiting for holes to open and <laughs> the Colts defense was just too fast to wait. You had to go forward and you had to go forward right now if you were going to get anything. So maybe a little coaching in that direction to say, hey, look, whether it's there or not, sometimes in these situations, you just got to go. You got to plow into that hole and hope, you know, you're not going to get maybe three, four, five yards, but we need you to get one or two yards. Uh, I think it would have made a difference in this football, in that football game for sure. And again, I think they're going to see this with Tampa Bay. I think you're going to see a repeat of Super Bowl 55. And in, in, in terms of defense, I think that's what you'll see out of Todd Bowles is that you know, it worked once. Why wouldn't it work again? Uh, Chris Collinsworth, Dan, brought something up 
in a very brief comment on Sunday Night Football that I heard that defenses are are basically taking away deep balls collectively, or they're trying to, and offenses are having a hard time adjusting to it. We saw that last year with the Chiefs. That was definitely, it definitely happened to Patrick Mahomes, but it almost seems like it's becoming a trend across the league. What's the answer to that? Because that is such a big part of, of what the Chiefs have done over the years. Is it, do you just have to sort of continue to take what you're given and, and, you know, take it piece by piece? Or is there, you know, is there a solution for offenses to fight back and be able to push it a little bit? Well, I, I think the primary is you just have to take the underneath. You know, if, a, if a, normally if a defense stretches vertically and they, they're giving you yards somewhere in the middle to do that, they're saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to step back, we're going to keep everything in front of us so that you can't, we're going to take the deep cover away. The problem with that is when you have a fast defense, they can just cover so much more ground. So stretching vertically isn't quite as uh, detrimental to a fast defense, especially when your linebackers are fast, because they can cover the run and then drop back and recover in coverage using their speed. So I, I feel like in those situations, you really have no choice but to say, hey, look, we're not going to get 50-yard pass here. We're going to have to make 10 five-yard passes and, and and just kind of, you know, sort of Hank Stram matriculate your way down the field, right? But, uh, you know, I didn't really feel like we saw that last Sunday. And, and, and to some degree, if you can't protect the quarterback enough, uh, you know, if you can't give him two seconds in the pocket, you have no choice but to take those little three and five yard in and out patterns and, you know, the jet sweeps of the world. And it's just, if you're not going to give your quarterback any time, the deep ball's not there anyway. And so in this situation, they took the deep ball away by getting to the quarterback quickly instead of what a normal defense would do where they they take those safeties and back them up four or five yards. And and I really felt like they just had so much pressure on Mahomes. And, and Mahomes has tried this year to stay in the pocket, right, to do more from the pocket. But, man, when the pocket collapses quickly like that and you're giving a quarterback 1.4 or 5 seconds to do his thing, it's just not enough time. Dan, real quick, I, I want to go back to what we talked about a little bit ago with the Eric Bieniemy and, and Patrick Mahomes situation, and and just real quick, I'm I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on LaShawn McCoy and you know the the words that he said about Bieniemy, and um, now you've kind of got former players going back and forth about all of this. In your mind, the words that guys like LaShawn McCoy say on social media, does that find its way into the locker room at all? Is there anything where current players are you know feeling like it, it kind of becomes a distraction? Well, you know, I would say, does it find its way into the locker room? Yeah, in some ways. You know, I mean, it, these guys hear more than we give them credit. You know, they they all like to give you the coaches speak where, oh, yeah, we just we don't pay attention to that. You know they do. And so uh, to answer your question directly, I don't know for certain, but I, I feel like and, – and the other thing I would tell you about a locker room is even when everybody's on the same page, there's very often – a difference of opinion about everything, you know, from, I remember, you know, at one point in the nineties, Derek Thomas started a JFK conspiracy thing through the locker room. And I mean, everybody had their take on it. Right. So, you know, they're opinionated 
everybody's got an opinion, and, and so they wear that on their sleeves sometimes. And I think in general, Eric Bieniemy is considered to be a strong motivator, uh, a good coach, and and the way they look at those things is that uh, you know it's just a, a moment of emotion on both parts. You know, it's not really a, a blister that needs to be, or you know, something that needs to be cut out surgically. I don't think it's a systemic overall problem. It's, uh, well, we appreciate that insight, Dan, because I know people are are uneasy about it. Uh, But it's something we'll we'll watch. The camera catches something, and we run with it. I mean, that's what happens. We speculate. We look at it. And and, and (laughs) that's, you know, cameras are everywhere. They're always watching. All right, Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. We appreciate uh, you being flexible and getting in here today. We'll keep our eye on the scheduling. I know that's going to be a mess for you guys as you're trying to put together a broadcast. You don't know where you'll be. You don't know what time it'll be, all those things. So good luck this week, uh, and stay safe wherever that might be. Appreciate it, guys. Go Chiefs. All right, there goes Dan Israel. If you missed anything, always on demand, kfhradio.com. We'll come back, wrap up Sports Daily after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 